0: Episode 301 of Global From Asia from quarantine in China going back to a Philippines interview I did in person with the amazing community leader in uh, in the Philippines market today's a special treat Welcome to the global from Asia podcast where the daunting process of running an international business is broken down into straight up actionable advice and now your host Michael Nicolini Thank you so much for choosing to download and listen to this magic little mp3 file on your phone or maybe you're on your computer or maybe you're in your WeChat app. We try to get this everywhere and my wife helps me get into China and I'm back in China and I was just on BBC again, they're following up with me on BBC live radio. Um, I'll add that to the blah 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 session at the end because it's live radio and I get, I recorded it because I don't want to waste that content, I try to use all the content we get so we will put that at the outro after the interview today if you want to hear the BBC people interviewing me for a bit of a few five-minute segments on their UK morning show. All right. I'm recording this on my birthday, April 2nd. If you are on our email list, which if you're not, I recommend you get on. And It's not usually spam. It's mostly some fun interactive stuff and some special opportunities we had. But uh, we also just finished our webinar for Load Pipe, and we filled the group offer. Um, literally going through the orders now, and uh, we got deposits and some people paid up front, and there's s- quote- unquote, "small wholesale orders, and there's some larger orders. So thank you for those that uh, believed in us and uh, believed in uh, supporting this and getting the masks to you of our first group offer, one for the records, you know. As I saw this insanity with these masks and PPE, I felt this is the time to launch LoadPipe, which has been a domain I've had since 2007, if you can believe that. Paying renewal fees alone is painful every year. (laughs) Thinking about Zach Franklin, he was on a few weeks ago. Thanks for sharing the show and your WeChat group, buddy, and listening to episode 300 last week. I really appreciate that. And, you know, we are uh, rock and in Episode 301. For all those web geeks, I think a lot of you are if you're in Amazon. I make 301 redirects to uh, from my website to Amazon so I can track it a little. I don't know if it's a hack or a tip. But 301, episode 301 is like a redirect. But Ace Estrada is our guest this week. And Ace is an amazing community guy. We met he uh, him and his wife, Andy. She's also an amazing community leader and, and, uh, and person. Um, came to our cross-border summit in 2018, one, that was one of our, I guess all of them have been pretty amazing, but that was a pretty cool one. I mean, I liked in Shenzhen and it was springtime and, uh, this great weather and we had that rooftop place and he came out, we met for the first time, went to the Canton Fair with us together and a tour and i spoken at his events. So this, this, this interview I did in person with him, hopefully it comes out good. I did it on my phone and I had him with the lapel mic cause... Man, I'm traveling on my ATR2100 Audio Technica, my microphone I usually use. I'm recording this right now on a lapel mic clip on. I hope this sounds okay. You know, I don't want to do it on speaker of my laptop. You know, I know sometimes our guests are like that, but I, I want to have a, a decent audio for you guys if we can. So we did this in-person interview, and I guess this week we're taking a break of coronavirus. I feel like we've been talking about that too much actually Ace and Andy, his wife have been working day and night also uh, trying to help people in the Philippines market with test kits and supplies. We've been working together on load pipe so he's uh, it's really great to have him in our network and uh, sharing with his community and our our community here. So we talk about the Philippines e-commerce market, the startup entrepreneurs mindset He kinda, kind of you know I, I, I try to keep it real you know I, I have amazing team, and most of our team, you know, Alvin making his show, and, and Mindy, and we have some great team members in the Philippines that make this exact podcast come alive, and I really appreciate it, and in the interview, I hope I didn't offend him or others, but I was just saying, why are Filipinos so shy, and uh, why is the internet suck so much, and uh, I, I like to have his quotes, I like to have his uh, input, because he's a local Filipino, and, and he's, uh, yeah, he's not, uh, He's not afraid to say what he thinks. And he says some pretty amazing things on this interview. So I hope you enjoy and get a little bit of a break from this COVID-19 epidemic. But thanks again, uh, Ace, for sharing. Have me at your community in Baguio in Northern Philippines and, uh, and sharing on this show. So everybody enjoy. Are you a quote unquote small buyer? You know, I'm a small buyer. I was, I was maybe still a small buyer, but meaning one of these e-commerce sellers like I was in 2007 when I went to the Global Sources show and Canton Fair and these guys wanted thousands of orders from me and I'm, I, you know, I was a baby wholesaler drop shipper trying to buy from Factory Direct. Well, we got an option for you, loadpipe.com, currently only on COVID-19 PPE supplies for this pandemic nightmare, but the plan is long-term to help you buy products from Factories Direct with the power of group buying. It's a mini- little site for now and we would love to have you in it's beta closed beta because we're kind of building this as we go i'm a hustler and we're startups and we are building this as an mvp minimum viable product so it's a little bit embarrassing but as i say Reed hoffman at linkedin says if you're not embarrassed by the first version of your product that you launched too late we are learning and doing and taking action if you want to be part of this closed beta check it out at loadpipe.com put in a referral code and say podcast and let me know what you think okay thank you everybody for tuning on our global from Asia podcast ace has been on my list of guests for a while ace Estrada I'm here in his is a hometown Baguio
1: yes
0: yeah in your hometown uh, took a nice windy road trip from manila and i'm really excited to share today in your community about sourcing and i'm really happy we got this chance to do a podcast with you for the global from asia show thanks for being here ace
1: and glad to be here mike
0: yeah so we met at the cross-border summit really appreciate you a couple years ago coming out into shenzhen we also went to the canton fair together and got to know each other there and we've been in touch uh finding ways to help each other. And, and we're both, I think, similar where we're passionate about community and sharing. And, and uh, I hope there's a lot more we can do. So do you want to just introduce yourself first before we dive in uh, to, the, to the listeners today about yourself and what you do here?
1: Yes. So my name is Ace Estrada. So I'm, um, I would like to think of myself as a community builder, definitely, more like a definitely. community nois- noisemaker actually. So um, we manage a community called eCompinoi. It has 16,000 members. Uh, online community called uh, Shopify Hub and an e commerce mentorship program. So essentially, we teach people how to do e-commerce among many things. Uh, in the real world, I have an offline community of freelancers here in Baguio, 140 members, and we work out of a space called Kali Uno. Yeah. Uh, we do call center support, uh, coding, video editing, uh, among many, many things.
0: Yeah, um, so we're recording right here. It, you took me a little tour. We'll also do a little video blog. I always do my videos, but today this is the audio podcast. Uh, but we'll also link to the videos and some of your other other uh, other projects you're working on. So today, I mean, the topic. There's so much we could talk about, but I think it's been on my list. I'm down here in the Philippines for a while, and I want to talk. I want to get to know the community. I want to know the ecosystem. So I think it'd be great conversation for us to share with people listening what you know i know you also work with a startup entrepreneur community which i do too but i think within the e-commerce sellers in the philippines for the local market um what 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 are the kind of groups i mean in my world there's drop shippers and there's amazon of course fba is really hot and and and, and the, for the listeners where we have to shopify there's lazada what 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 do you think is the main breakdown of sellers that you know
1: Here in the Philippines, definitely Lazada is uh, top of the mind, top of the list, and then Shopify. So um, Philippines is a seller's market, uh, and then our local COD is very strong here. But we have a very significant amount of people who do Shopify for the U.S. and print-on-demand.
0: Okay. Print-on-demand, a POD. Okay. And so are they... well, I know this whole coronavirus is changing things a lot. I mean, even for my presentation later today, I'm going to change it a little bit based on that. But were they, are they buying f- locally or print on demand? I think would be fulfilled from Philippines or fulfilled from the U.S. or uh,
1: f- fulfilled from the U.S. So just today, we had something called the Free Ecom Mastermind, where people came from all over the Philippines to attend a workshop. Um, the thing, the message I was telling them about is that you don't come here to to learn from me but you come here to learn from each other to know okay. each other to know how you can help each other and with the very significant um uh, news about coronavirus the message today is that china is the main source but for now when it's still shut down or not fully operational should find your products elsewhere and you don't need to look beyond the philippines you can only look into the philippines into the towns and cities or even your own cupboards yeah. What can you make in your kitchen that you could sell? What do you love that you could brand? What can you be passionate about and sell to each other? So uh, this was the message today, and I think it took very well.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, w- I did a little. Thanks for uh, introducing me. There's, I think, sixty people downstairs, and you're, you Every time I meet you, there's some kind of a uh, mastermind or event. It's just really ex- inspiring. So the evolution. So we're in a year. We're we're early twenty twenty yes. year twenty twenty one recording. Um. For me, like, you know, I, I came to Philippines first time in two thousand nine. I don't know if you know that. And really. back I was in Quezon City, I did a very small little home office, two floor, I lived upstairs and I had about six people doing uh e commerce uh customer support for my e commerce business. And back then I I was training my team and I would even try to motivate them to even though I I'm not the best boss because I'm always teaching them and they do it by themselves. But you know, they didn't even want to do it by themselves then. I don't know. Even now I have great team members helping me with this, editing this podcast and promoting a lot of what we do, but I haven't had the best. mm, In China, they all are starting their own businesses. They're more on. I, I hope I'm not offending you or anybody listening, but they're more entrepreneurial than I found in the Philippines. I I but I see all these events you're doing and all these sellers. So in the last 10, 11 years, has that been changing? Yes. I mean, there's more sellers now than then? Or, or what's this evolution, I would say?
1: I would like seen. to challenge your statement. Sure, saying please. that please. Uh, Filipinos are less entrepreneurial than uh, people from other countries. I, I beg to disagree, Mike. For example, if you go out in any Philippine street, just walk. any When you travel around the Philippines... Every five meters or 10 meters, there's a store, a little store selling little things okay. to a limited number of people in the neighborhood, hardware stores, pet stores, and everything. People are very entrepreneurial in the Philippines. However, you have to get into the mindset that people are naturally cautious. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's big here is the micro retail culture, where you buy toothpaste that's good for one day, yeah, shampoo seen, good for one day. i all of this. Cell phone loads good for one day. It's the same thing, um, people are very entrepreneurial but they would like to follow a leader. This is, I guess, the one insight they should have from working with Filipinos. Um, a year ago, my own experience, we were teaching Shopify and we were the main voice for Shopify selling and everyone was doing the same thing. Uh, I was doing it with Nick Peroni and some of the bigger ecom players here in the Philippines and everyone was talking Shopify. When I did uh, a little sabbatical like a year later, the conversation totally changed and it shifted to local selling and Lazada. I know everyone wants to get in there for Lazada and local selling. People want to follow a winner and leader Mm. and this is a trait of Filipinos. Um, I think it's good because when you're an influencer and you speak loud enough, people will follow you and your message must be clear and must be moldable for them.
0: Okay, yeah. Thanks. I'm glad to have this. That's why exactly why I want you on the podcast to share. I mean, uh, get these insights. I think many foreigners like me, I think, don't underst- understand the market. I mean, it's not really on my list, but yeah. I, I have an issue even managing my team because they're so shy. At least the people I work with and you know I have to really hold myself back to not be too direct to not be too aggressive yeah. to not be scary you know because yes. I you know it's similar. I had a similar experiences in China but it's why is that I guess it's kind of a very deep question not really related to e-commerce but there's there's this very you know
1: why are Filipino shy, are shy? Question. Yeah. well you can blame it on 300 years of colonization where mm. we're we are taught to be docile or we don't go to heaven and that the church was used as a tool to make us uh, conform to the government. But more importantly, Filipinos are uh, traditionally, they keep their opinions to themselves. Even if they have to, it seems impolite not to to, to show it in front of people. It's not to say that they don't have strong opinions. Yesterday, I went to the wedding of one of my dearest friends. His name is Adam Gubalia, And Adam Gubalia has the one distinction of being mentioned on the opera show uh, michael Essany, he's one of the biggest pod guys in the us mentioned adam guballa on the opera show and said adam guballa of the philippines is the wind beneath my wings and you only have to look at the work of adam to see that shyness does not translate into shyness in business so he creates graphic designs by taking people who are who do not know graphic designs He lines them up in a line of computers much like a conveyor belt system and then he one makes the outlines one colors one conceptualizes and it comes out with the work of two days in 30 minutes he uploads these designs online every two days and then he he puts up a timer where it counts down to the time when the 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 graphics are ready to download and then boom people who've paid $30 to to subscribe to his site, can now click, 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 and buy, buy, buy. Wow! This guy makes three thousand dollars every two days. Amazing! Limited only by the speed of his internet connection, in a town called Bulakan. In Bulakan, where internet is very slow, it's amazing that people like Adam is are able to do something really, really different. I've never seen anything like it in the Philippines. Now he's set to go to Australia to bring that uh, type of business model there. And I said, Australia's not ready for you, man, and if you look at them, he's so shy and I think what I'm saying is that Filipinos are naturally talented, definitely then that you just need to get them in a safe place, and they would shine,
0: yeah, yeah, I noticed i I think listeners would agree, I mean very creative, I mean. I think it's from the educational system. So many singers, artists coming. I guess in the school system I've heard, there's lots of music and and, and creativity in in the system. The best
1: singers in cruise liners are Filipinos. Yeah. The karaoke was invented by a Filipino. Oh, I didn't know
0: that. Interesting. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, Let's move back into e-commerce. All this is pretty fascinating. I mean, I think it is related to the seller yeah. So I think if they they look, basically what I think I'm summarizing is if if they have a leader and a winner and a system, they yes. kind of want like a blueprint, like yes. a step by step system to follow, yes. and they can apply their micro ex- micro micro retail. Micro retail. Yes, then 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 they could uh, could could succeed. Um, we're in Baguio. Honestly, I'm not even sure if I went north or south from Manila. Went I went north. It's cold here, yes. <laughs> but uh, it's a beautiful city. There's some mountains. We
1: have central air conditioning. Okay, yeah, all over the city.
0: Yeah, it's really a nice, uh, really relaxed mountain mountainous city. Um, so my my meaning is in this question is I'm not sure. Are you? Would you say there's different regions of Philippines are different for seller markets, communities are different, or is it similar? You know, maybe, of course, there's the Manila, Manila you know, we're here in Baguio, where you're doing great things in Cebu, Davao. I mean, is there differences in these regions with the entrepreneur, e-commerce, seller communities?
1: Not so much um, differences in, in outlook or mindset or anything else. It's really differences in internet connection. Oh, yeah, Baguio is one of the most wired cities in the world. It's the next wave cities. Uh, and, and we know that for a fact that people come here because of that. Okay. And because Baguio is a melting pot of, of uh, education, the biggest universities are here and the, the best universities are here in Baguio. People come here and when they graduate from universities, we put out 20,000 graduates, if I'm not mistaken, every year. And these people stay. They find opportunities and jobs in Baguio. Nice. So it's a melting pot. You can say the same for key cities like Davao, Cebu, of course Manila. Clark is looking very positive right now uh, with the green city. So wherever there's good internet connection, there's ecom life.
0: That is true. I mean, I uh, you know I com- I I I don't have patience. Internet. <laughs> that's my, one of my biggest frustrations here. I don't know if we want to get into too much. I could go on so much about internet. Yeah. What. Well, why is there such a challenge to have decent internet here? I, I don't know there's why. There's no a challenge
1: except that there's a duopoly of internet providers. Only two entities provide internet to the Philippines. It's all artificial, it's all political it's so and economic true. of course. It's sad. It's really sad because yes. I,
0: I, I could imagine how much better the economy could be. Yes. Because internet is life for us, You it know, is. e-commerce, yes. entrepreneurs, yes. online businesses. Yes.
1: Do not forget that Philippines, Filipinos here in the Philippines, we uh, are a seller's market, meaning that we speak the language, English, yeah. the same language that our buyers uh, speak. Yeah. We have an American culture ingrained in our, our own culture. So we understand more than most other peoples in the world, the American culture and the Western culture. We have the tools to succeed. And internet is one of the stumbling blocks for for what we want to do.
0: It's really frustrating. I wish if you could tell me something I can do. (laughs) I I don't like to just complain. I would like to try to do something, but uh, it's very, very frustrating.
1: In our lifetime, things will change. You cannot be at the bottom forever. Things will change. I hope. I hope. But I mean, like
0: I said, I came here. I was here. uh, I lived here for about a year in 2009 and 10. And Unfortunately, the internet still be an issue. Um, let's uh, move on. You know, I think – so most of our listeners are, are foreigners, Americans, Europeans, overseas. Uh, that's 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 kind of our demographic of this podcast. And, uh, of course, they have many VAs that they work with. But what, what are some other ways – I don't know if you – I don't know. It's kind of like a brainstorming question, but – you know, of course there's just higher money salary, but is there some other ways that foreigners or overseas international people could work with the local market and collaborate with the e-commerce sellers and entrepreneurs?
1: Yes, Um, first you have to hire them as VAs and teach them what you know. We have a very strong uh, VA culture here, virtual assistants. And um, over time, the VAs become more valuable to the store and then when they do, um, they tend to grow the store and the business for for you. So uh, that's that's a plus for coming to the Philippines. Definitely. Yes.
0: So would there be some opportunities, would there be interest in like giving, letting them become some kind of a partner shareholder in the e-commerce store? Is that something you've ever heard of? Like, I don't know, for me even, I'm trying to find ways that I could incentivize my team not to just collect their salary. Yes,
1: Um, yes. So here in Cali Uno, uh, we meet many people from all over the world. They work here for one day, one week, or even a month. I encourage them, a message to them is that Filipinos can do some of your work for you and just as well, and that you hire them. And then when you leave, go back to your home country, leave them here and do the work for you. Continue to do it. And you create a company here in Baguio or any other place you find Filipinos working well for your business. And over time, that is a very sound strategy for your business. Okay.
0: So, yeah, of course, I mean, I think a lot of a lot of foreigners, we want to empower people and incentivize them rather than just collecting their salary. salaries. So right. it's exciting that there could be some cases to do that. Um, getting towards the end here, I, I know we have some workshops happening and there's some amazing things <laughs> happening in Uno here in Baguio. We already mentioned one amazing case study with the print-on-demand the artist yes. in Bulacan
1: yes.
0: is there some other one, or one oh, a, yes. examples you like to share about some sellers in the community that yes. we could learn from?
1: Actually um, I was I was not always into e-com uh, I was a traditional business owner and then um, Kali Uno was merely a glorified um, glorified computer shop for me and then finally it evolved into a co-working space and one of the one of the pivotal um, occurrences that happened was that I met someone who was working in the co-working space. And he was speaking with uh, my brother-in-law, Pao, who's working with Facebook at that time in Singapore. And I messaged my brother-in-law and said, Hey, uh, Pao, why are you speaking to my co-worker? Who is he? And he told me, Kuya, our older brother, don't you know that's Norlito client? He's one of the biggest POD uh, sellers in Teespring. At that time, I didn't know what Teespring is or what POD is, so I went down to Norlita and said, "Hi, my name is Ace How are you? and we got to talk." I realized that this guy made like 15 million pesos by selling a T-shirt online, Teespring, by accident, by accident. So he's a uh, college dropout. He's set to go back to the farm because he's out of money to stay in the city. One day, he decided to create a T-shirt, and that T-shirt uh, was. The horns of a bull, uh, horns of a deer, the antlers, and white outline, and under it were the words "Save Iraq." And he sold some of those T-shirts and made him some money to last him a few weeks. And then, in August, during Be- Breast Cancer Awareness Month, he, for nothing at all, he put in the breast cancer ribbon on the chest of the deer, and then made the letters "Save Iraq" made them pink, posted it on Teespring, and you have credit before the rest is history. He started selling. And selling and selling, he sold twenty-five thousand t-shirts, made himself a multi-millionaire over a period of six months. When I met him, he didn't know what it meant. Save a rack with the ribbon. And I told him, I mean Norlito, I said, save a rack. rack in the parlance of Americans is that beautiful part of the female anatomy. And it's save a rack, you've hit the niche of hunters who lost loved ones to breast cancer. And he said, that's what it meant. So I said, can you teach this to uh, the people who come to the community who work here? Can you do a workshop? So I had to mind map him, like because he doesn't speak uh, great English. I had to help him make his slides. On the day of the event, we have 40 people waiting and he wouldn't come out of the room. And he told me, I don't wanna come out, I'm so nervous. And he was beating his chest. He said, look at my heart, it's pounding out of my chest. And I said, please. It's embarrassing for us not to do this. We asked people to come and said, whatever they paid, I'm gonna pay double or triple. Please don't let me go out there. And he was panicking. And then my wife spoke to him calmly, let me leave the room. And for whatever she told him, it could be the magic words baram you from the ship or whatever, he came out. And the first thing she said to the people who were waiting to hear him speak, he said, I'm sorry. I feel like pooping right now. This is the first time I spoke in public. And then I felt my world was falling down. I was so, feeling so ashamed. And you know what happened? People started saying, that's all right, Norlito, go ahead, Norlito. Guys, let's give Norlito a hand. And people started clapping for him and encouraging him. And then he started speaking, talking about what he did, how he designed it, he told them his story. By the end of the day, he was prancing, and was teaching everything, working with their computers, telling them about POD, revealing everything. And then people were so happy they came away with value. And then he never spoke again. Yeah. And my cell phone were a few grainy videos of what he did. This is my remembrance of Norlito Baklain's first and last workshop. But I realized that when I posted these videos online, other people started coming forward and say, I want to teach too. I want to share what I know. I succeeded, but I have no outlet to to teach people. And this is how we built a company called Springboard, okay. later on, now uh, called Value Stack with Nick Peroni. Okay. So you see, you only need to throw a rock in the ocean or in in the pond, and it starts rippling out. This is how great things start. So, okay.
0: Yeah, it's really amazing case study. And yeah, uh, yeah. I, I think this is empowering people, and you know, giving them the knowledge and the confidence. And also, you know, you've had some great case studies of people in the community that are also sharing now, which is which is really the best. So, um, this has been fascinating, Ace. Really, thank you for sharing. I'm really glad we got to squeeze this in while I'm here. Um, (laughs) There are so many things that you do. They're like me, what are some ways people could find find you or find some of these things that are you're Mm -hmm. doing?
1: Well, I'm on Facebook. Uh, I have a page called Ace Estrada okay. and then also a, a profile. And they can find me at acestrada with a single E at kaliuno.ph. Okay. That's acestrada at kaliuno.ph. Everyone's welcome to come to our community. Uh, there's a lot of good coffee, sometimes bad, but a lot of conversations are always good here. Yeah. Most welcome, everyone.
0: Thank you, Ace. Thank you. Yeah, it's great to be here and thanks for sharing.
1: <laughs> Thank you, Michael.
0: Alright everybody, I still wonder if we should plug the cross-border summit, but no matter what, we will do this again. And it is still written down on my calendar for November 19th and 20th, 2020. CrossborderSummit.com We got the different variations of spellings, but I spell border B-O-R-D-E-R but some had that A, so we got both of those, but at crossbordersummit.com, this will be our fifth annual. So far it's not going to be an online one. We have these online meetings for our members and our community from webinars to members only round tables, but this is a meant to be an in-person yearly conference, one of the highlights of my year. So. Stay tuned, crossborder summit.com. The best is to get on the Global From Asia list at globalfromasia.com slash subscribe, and you'll be one of first to hear as well as early bird announcement. Thank you. Okay, thank you, Ace. Thank you so much. I hope you guys and girls and boys and ladies and other people, dogs listening to this. I know some people that say they listen to this while they're walking their dog or running with their dog. Wherever you are, I hope you enjoyed this show. You know, some of you say I'm not so focused. I try to mix it up, you know, sometimes but I, I think this is relevant. We're talking about the Philippines e-commerce market, startup entrepreneur communities. Uh, and Ace is one of, one of those people to talk to about that. They're, my my trip to the Philippines got cut short, honestly, I was almost going to think about doing a little bit of a series of some other people there. but. I'm lining those up to be on uh, on Skype or on Zoom or whatever online recording software for the next upcoming podcasts. I do hope you enjoyed. And uh, I think we will... It's a blah, blah, blah session. I don't know. I think there's three, four, five minutes of this BBC interview segment I wanted to clip in. And uh, this is the second BBC. If you want to hear the first one, mikesblog.com slash BBC for the MP3. And... We can listen to this, uh, this second one. They actually put some clips from the first one They kind of made this like a... Episode two of me, <laughs> and he pronounces my name wrong. What are you supposed to do, correct him on live, live radio? I guess I should have, but it's Michelini, okay, not Michelini, sorry. Mm. Everybody screws that one up. I should have corrected him on live radio, but... By the time the show goes online, I think I'll be out of this quarantine. Yeah. This will be going on April 7th. So I'll be out of quarantine Six forty PM, April 6th, Monday. I should be out of here. have yeah, this hotel room. I need to get another microphone. <laughs> Maybe we'll do a load pipe group by factory order and you guys can buy some microphones from with me too, and we can get a better deal together. What do you think? <laughs> That's the vision of load pipe. All right blabbing too much here. as was well, the blah, blah, blah. You can just skip this or you can hear my live radio interview on BBC World Morning Report UK edition that was streamed live on April 2nd on my birthday. Crazy world. Take care. Bye-bye. Or bye-bye or listen to this segment.
2: If you were listening to Newsday in the first week of February, you may
0: recall husband and wife Wendy and Michael Michelini. Wendy was stuck in quarantine in
2: China with their two children, her sister, her mother, who was in the middle of cancer treatment, and her father, who has heart issues. Michael had gone to Manila for
0: work, and whilst there, COVID-19 took hold. Here's a reminder of what they told us then.
2: We're just scared to go outside, to go to the public area, so
0: stay home every day. I mean, even without this, uh, this virus, it was hard. So this is, of course, added to the stress of the situation.
1: How do you deal with it?
0: Just more regular calls. Try to, try to just do video calls. We use, uh, you know, online WeChat um, just to uh, try to play with the kids on the, on the, on the uh, WeChat. Try to make sure daily check-ins, uh, regular chats. Of course, reading the
2: news. Uh, All the time. Well, in the last week, Michael made it back to China on one of the last flights out of Manila. He's now in quarantine in Shenyang and joins us on the line now. It's also his birthday. Um, Happy birthday, Michael! How are you celebrating? Uh,
0: I I did online online calls like the last recording just played. Been doing lots of online social activities with uh, friends and close ones, family.
2: Wow. Um, So, just give me a sense of where you are at the moment and uh, what you're doing and what it looks like where you are.
0: Sure. So, I'm in the northeast of China. I'm I'm in a winter jacket from my uncle-in-law that they were able to deliver here. I, I'm in day ten out of four, turned I think it's 15 days, but uh, I'm past halfway through now. Uh, Just in a normal, I'd say, three-star hotel in China that's kind of turned into a mini hospital with uh, no one in the hallways except you know, the hazmat suits of people delivering your food and uh ensuring you're staying in your room. Uh but outside the window is normal day in China, which is really kind of mind, so really mind blowing. You to yeah.
2: To
0: you. yeah, I haven't left I haven't left this room except for a blood test. I took a, a coronavirus test uh two nights ago, but besides that I haven't left this room in, in uh a week and a
2: half. Yeah, are conditions better there than they were in Manila? Would you say?
0: I mean, of course, in this day and time, now yes. When we had a couple of months ago, it was normal in Manila and lockdown here. Now it's lockdown in Manila and uh, most mostly normal here outside from my window.
2: Yeah, and is there any indication about how long you'll be where you are at the moment? How long you're staying in quarantine?
0: I get out April 6th at 6.40 p.m.
2: local time. Can can it come soon enough?
0: Yeah, I guess I can get home for my birthday dinner. The the wife and her family have preparing my birthday dinner April 6th after. It's about 20 minutes drive from here, so about 7 p.m. or so, uh, I'll have my uh, out-of-quarantine birthday party.
2: So I'm sure you're looking forward to that. You haven't seen your family in a very long time, have you? It's been
0: over a few months now, yeah. I mean, much longer than anticipated for sure.
2: But it's closer now. You're closer to seeing them.
0: Yeah, I mean, at least now I have a date. I think, you know, a couple months ago I was deciding to come into the into China or not with the lockdown. And, and, and now it's clear I have a date and time to count down towards...
2: Yeah, the last time we spoke, um, or you spoke to a colleague of mine, we, we found out that your, your wife's parents um, were not well. Um, what was the situation with that?
0: Yeah, my, the whole reason my wife came back to her hometown, I was here for a while, was her mother has, uh, has pretty advanced cancer, and there was treatments happening, so she wanted to bring her chil- our children and her to be with her, her mom and dad. Also, her dad has some heart conditions, with uh, so she really wants to spend time with them. And last time, she wasn't even the mother, my mother-in-law, her mom wasn't even able to go to get treatments anymore. There's a few per month. Now it seems better. I, I saw photos of them in the hospital yesterday. Um, normal, normal treatments uh, back on track. It seems, uh, it seems to be. Of course, this cancer is a horrible thing, but uh, it's back on the normal track of treatment
2: yeah and before i let you go michael I, I wonder what this whole thing has taught you where has it left you mentally
0: as as bad as it is i think it makes uh, me i think many others you know have time to reflect on our life and what's really important i mean we're all so i'm you know I'm, even me i'm so busy about work and trying to make you know of course provide for myself and my family but i think there's much more important things than that and i think Many of us, while, of course, businesses close and economy and stock markets down, I think we realize that uh, life, we have to spend, appreciate more time with our, our loved ones. And uh, that's the most important thing.
2: Michael Michelini, thank you very much and best wishes. We wish you the very best and hopefully we'll speak in better circumstances. We've been speaking there to Michael. That's brilliant. Thank you very much. Okay, thank you. Well,
0: happy birthday.
2: Have a good day and have a very happy birthday.
0: Thank you so much. Thank headline. you.
2: Okay. Thank you.
0: the u.s say the federal government's to get more info about running an international business please visit our website at www.globalfromasia.com that's www.globalfromasia.com also be sure to subscribe to our itunes feed thanks for tuning in